Brad and Port talk sci-fi and magicians. Welcome back to Phil Room, folks. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Welcome back. Looks like we're headed for a huge Battle Magic showdown this season. B, you got your Battle Magic gear ready? I do. Got my shoes ready to go to Broadway and everything's good. Yeah, you did your run this weekend, yeah? Right, yeah. I'm going to go sing with the Beast, too, on the Broadway musical that he has coming out. Mm, Yetis this weekend, Beasts for Broadway. Look at you. There you go. I did run with the Yetis. It was fun. Uh, we went up to Wisconsin. Wisconsin. What you were cheesehead? I can't even say. I did have a cheesehead on. Yes, I did. And we uh, ran up there in the hills and did the races. Four point four miles in the snow and stuff like that. And it was cold and it was awesome. And they had beer at the end, so it was all good. All good. Better you than me. I can't do that now. They had food. It was good. Uh, that that would help. So. Uh, we should probably talk about magicians instead, shouldn't we? We should, because it's awesome. Yes, it is. So before we break down the episode, just a reminder everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com. A lot of great writers over there. If there's a show or movie that you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. So, Court, let the good people know how they can reach us. Well, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Jindev, and he's Brad ZB. Be sure to follow at Pure Fandom as well, just to keep up to date on the latest articles that have been posted. You can also check out Pure Fandom on Facebook. Do you know what else you can check out on Facebook, Brad? Uh, no, what? Brad and Court Talk Podcast. We are there, and um, all the stuff that we're talking about are different podcasts, whether it is 12 Monkeys, Incorporated, The Magicians, Dark Matter, Whatever we're doing, our interviews and recaps, everything's going to be posted there. Uh, my Riverdale recaps that I'm writing this season, I'm oh, going to be posting them there. Riverdale, awesome. It is so, it good. so good. It's like, uh, they said Twin Peaks. It reminds me a little bit of Twin Peaks meets the teen soapy stuff, but it is so much more than the teen soapy stuff. I so, yes. I agree with you on that. I mean, I was really impressed with it. I can't wait to see more. Oh, for sure. So, I'm there every weekend. Yay. Oh. But this is not... A Riverdale podcast, even though we can do that too, Brad. Okay. Maybe. I'll edit that one. <laughs> hey, this is The Magicians, and we are back in break bills. All right. About time. Yeah, it's definitely about time. I, I did miss break bills, even though I love Fillory. So this week's episode was episode two, season two, Hotel Spa Potions. And what in the world could that mean? I That's know. such a weird title. That's what I thought when I was like, where is this title coming from? There's it's weird. Did they just go on a trip? Is this about Margo and Elliot just having fun? Could be. I was in a hotel. <laughs> there was a spa. There were potions. So there you go. It works. But yeah, it, the episode was directed by Chris Fisher and it was written by John McNamara. Our crew of five is down a man in this week's episode as Elliot is back in Fillory, you know, ruling things since he is henceforth known as King Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one, but I kind of like King Spectacular better. Yes, but what can you do? I mean, he is King Shit. He is the shit. Yes. And he used shit. Oh, God. Uh, the Beast spends the episode annoying Julia in the most delightful way possible. And the duo try to recruit Hedgewitch Marina in taking down Renard. While it seems that our professor, or Dean, I'm sorry, Dean Fogg, has a lady friend who knows all about battle magic. And she was also delightful. Yes, nice little pixie right there. Yeah, they're kind of badass. So I did have the question when they were getting ready to go back to Fillory, why weren't anybody attacking them at the pools? 
you know, maybe it has something to do with um, Elliot being crowned. I they didn't have their crowns on. No one. I don't know. I was just that, that part was like okay. When they got there, everybody was trying to kill them. Now they're just like whatever, leave. I don't know. They were really they were hovering for sure. Yeah, they were they were hanging out. They were there, but they were just I don't know. I don't know what to think about that part. And one of the other things we find out as soon as they got back to uh, to break Burks, not Fillory, is apparently you know all the other kings and queens of Fillory have always come from Earth. Right. That's weird. Nobody mentioned that last season. Mm-hmm. So they're not the first ones to go there. And it didn't end well for the other ones. Right. Well, we know that we know that other people have been there, but it makes you wonder how far back in the timeline have have the children of Earth been going to Fillory. Oh, I'm not sure, but I know at least the one we heard about was 1860 something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Kind of curious on that one. And one of the things that we cannot pass up this entire episode was the beast singing. <laughs> that was the best part. And then he was eating treasure crunch the entire time. Oh, he was doing nothing but eating junk food all the time. Because he was he, he was, was high doing. on sugar. He was literally high. And yeah, is way like I, I know I talked a lot of crap about him last episode because he's evil. Right. But like now I don't want Julia to get rid of him. I want oh. her to keep him around. He's very interesting when he's not being a pedophile killer. He's very yeah, interesting is a good word for it. That he's singing interesting. Part, the singing part that was just killing me. I'm like, dude. And it was like clearly she was they were all having enough of that. <laughs> Just, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. So uh, you got the picture that I sent you that I saw on Twitter earlier today. Yes, I of did. Vincent Price. Right. Do you think that was on purpose that they kind of modeled know. him after? I don't know. And for those of you wondering, head on over to Brad and Court Talk group on Facebook, and you'll see the picture there. There's this picture that uh, she sent me. It was Vincent Price back in. Is nineteen sixty or something? Nineteen sixty or something like that. Let me. Uh, check that out here but he looks exactly like the beast i mean he's got the whole thing down i mean he's dressed the same they get the same uh, style of dress and everything 1957 it was from uh erwin allen's the story of mankind but yeah and like the profile it, it looks exactly like the beast that's right. amazing it's just there i mean it was, it was a great pick i mean i'm like yeah that's definitely some there's some somebody's is basing a little bit off of them, I think. That would be my guess. But it was really cool. And, you know, this week only, The Beast Unplugged on Broadway. Uh, now I, I just want him to have its own spinoff. Let's reform The Beast and not make him a killer or a pedophile. We should get The Beast and put him on Broadway and he can sing a duet with uh, someone named Belle? Beauty. Yeah. <laughs> Belle. Belle. Beauty, yeah. That's Julia. Oh, my God, it is, isn't it? So who's a teacup? Who's you know the Quentin. chandelier? Oh, Quentin is such a teacup. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna get off this. I promise. Yes. But I saw that picture earlier, and I just thought it was so amazing. It like, is. It, it looks so much like him. It totally nails it. I totally agree with you. We find out that he, the throne room has a little bit of a spell on it. Thanks to the he, beast. Yeah, thanks to the beast. I do have faith that Elliot will make it through. Hopefully, because. You know. He's Elliot. Yeah, he's Elliot. And we do know they all go back there towards the end of it. So they know about the spell. So maybe that'll help out. And it, I don't know. It's just, I don't know what the spell is. Well, you know, I guess we're going to have to wait and see a little bit more on what the repercussions of that is. 
But yeah, I, I do like the fact that um, Quentin went to warn Julia, and she also warned him about the spell. Like, right. even though they're on the outs right now and they have cross purposes going on, they're still looking out for each other. Right. Yeah. She didn't have to tell him anything, but she no. did. And, you know, even though she's kind of, I think she's more mad at him than anything else. You're not going to kill him until I'm done with him. I don't care about everybody If they else. would just sit down and have a conversation. <laughs> like, just talk. That's pretty much the whole thing. If everybody would just sit down and talk, things would be better. There would be no TV shows. There's that. Uh, it's good to see that the cottage had gone into full swing since they've been gone with all the partying going on there. I love Margot so very much, even though I'm very depressed that she's not with Elliot right now. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that she was there with them when they couldn't find the cottage. She's like, oh, shit. Right. I forgot. I did that we did spell a prank. <laughs> <laughs> to weed out the young ones, the freshmen. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So that's why you guys can't see it. Sorry. Right. So now we got to go find it. It's around here somewhere. Henry's on their side when looking to find the battle magic spells, which was good. That was very interesting. Uh, battle magic was apparently outlawed because it was so dangerous. And you had some awesome professor. Was it Big Bigby? Yes, Bigby. She's a pixie. She's a pixie. Yeah. And she was nothing like I expected. She was fun. I like her. We need more of her. We definitely need more of her. Like she just started making out with uh, Dean Fogg. <laughs> You know, like they do. <laughs> Apparently, they had done that quite a lot because remember that tree and the grass? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like the fact that when they were uh, when they were back at her place and he was sitting next to her, all of a sudden his arm was like around her. Yeah. Like, like it was just normal every day. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of history right there. And, you know, how long you have... Tell. Yeah, how long were they together beforehand? It seemed like an awful long time. And her going, you got old. <laughs> <laughs> You still look good. So in order to find uh, Big B, they had to figure out where she was at, and which you know took you to the uh, library because she had left a clue with Henry saying, you know, when you need it, you're going to have to come find me, mm-hmm. which was really cool. We had the librarian helping out whose name just escaped me, but they had the card catalog, and mm-hmm. I haven't seen a card catalog in like a thousand years now. I haven't seen a card catalog since high school when I was helping um, get everything in the computer system. Right. And it makes it a lot easier. The computers are just like spells. You just type in your stuff and it pulls everything up for you. That's it right there. That's pretty much how it happened. So the anagrams that they were finding out for Hotel Spa Potion was just one of them, which is it was a good way of figuring out how we got the name of the episode out of this one. Yeah, because initially I was like, what, what is what does that even mean? And what was the translation? Hotel spa potions. Right. What was the anagram? What oh. was the actual? It was an anagram for last hope options. That makes all the sense in the world. And they were able to get, I love the spell that they got all the different anagrams that could possibly be. And they're just going through them all. And the librarian, what was her name? Sunderland. She just happened to know that's a book in the library. And goes and grabs it. Now, no one's used the Hotel Spa Potions book for a while, apparently, because somebody, you know, would have found it, I guess. Well, there's that. And, like, would you want to read a book with that title? I don't know. No, not at all. (laughs) Yeah. Like, look where they are. That campus. There's too much going on, so much excitement, and that sounds like the most boring magic book ever. You got a good point there. This is not a lot of fun in this book. Just pass it on and go on to the next one. 
you know, they're able to find uh, Bigby that way once mm-hmm. they, you know, once they have the other clue that gets them on the, the, the riddle about Rhode Island that Margo got right off the bat. Margo is awesome. She's like, I can't believe you guys didn't realize that. That's what that means. Come on. And then keep just, it together. Yeah, then they just figured everything else off and went over to get her. And, <laughs> and wasn't it something like Island's ma- Island made of roads or something? Yeah, Island made a road. Uh, and Margo's like, come on, dudes. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> Elliot would have gotten it. And Bigby is quite the talker, and, you know, I, I love the point when she pointed out Alice. She's like, you're the one. Did you have sex with a god? I glowed for weeks. <laughs> Alice's like, yeah, not quite. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, not at all. Yeah, but apparently they have a time crunch now because that glow is fading quickly. Right, and it's going down, and... Uh, yeah, we've, she also says, you know, when Alice casts a spell, there's going to be a blast and she can only be the one around there. So like, is this an atomic bomb spell or something? Come on. It could be. So she'll have to watch out for everybody else. I mean, that's, it's a powerful magic. I can see why it was banned, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And that takes me back to the whole, um, not Elliot, Quentin, Julia thing. Like if they would just have a actual conversation oh yeah i need to kill the beast because he's about to destroy all magic oh yeah but i need him because there's this dude going around killing all the hedge witches and i need help with that oh you don't need him i'll help you with that we have uh alice who has god's blood right Right. now let's go we'll help you with that if you help us do this yeah we'll take out him first and then we can go after the other one you know that'll work that Um, way we can we can get it all going in one shot how's that sound exactly Um, that being said I don't want to do without the the music. The no. music was like the best thing ever. They he went and kidnapped Marina, and Marina was so annoyed. Uh-huh. Like how, how dare you send him for I, me? I love the fact that she he kidnapped Marina and brought her back, and she was in a, a luchador's mask, like she's yes. you know, wrestling or something like. <laughs> and just where did that come from? That she just I, yeah. Of all I things. don't know. He has one heck of a sense of humor. He's a different one. That's all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so of course Marina was pissed off, but she did call another hedge witch. All the hedge witch bitches. She wanted to convene because it is a problem, and they can't have some god running around trying to kill all the hedge witches. Mm-hmm. So they set up a meet, uh, and apparently things didn't go as planned. Oh, not at all. So what's happening with Renard? I thought he was only coming in after people that summoned him. I think Renard's just going over anybody that can take him out. And he would know who all the hedge witches are because uh, Richard. Right. Knew who all the hedge witches were. Right. That's what I just think. I think Renard is going with, okay, you know, there's something afoot here. Uh, I just need to take out the people who can harm me. And if I take them on one at a time, it's not a problem. Yeah, but then he's going to go up against our magicians. But he doesn't know that yet. They're not after him. He's, you know, they're focused on something else. He's, I, I don't think Renard really knows anything about that because, you know, he Richard doesn't. didn't know anything about it. They just know about hedge wedges. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, but Marina, mm-hmm. of course, she sees her friend gutted. And where does she go? Brick balls. Yep. She asks for asylum. And Fog's like, no, you're a bad influence. She would be so fun to have around. Why are all the bad characters evil characters, not bad characters? Why are the, all the evil characters so much fun? Because uh, they, because what was it? The line from Spaceballs: "Because good is stupid." <laughs> or something like well, that. no, like even our good people, they're cool. 
But even the bad characters, the evil guys, they're really interesting. Well, yeah, all the, the the bad characters are interesting. And I don't necessarily, I don't know. It's just a different, do you count the hedge witches as bad people? No, they got knocked no, out. No, not really. But Marina, like, she's questionable sometimes. She does some shady but she shit. She her stuff. I mean, so has everybody else has done a lot of yeah. shady stuff. True, true. I mean, you look back on it, there's, you know, there's a reason why Penny's hands weren't working. Oh, yeah, he's a dick. Speaking of that, was Penny actually did get his hands fixed by the professor who, you know, he was kind of hot for teacher for. Apparently, and she was into it as well, but uh, they're going to have to wait until he graduates. When you graduate. So. <laughs> mm, that was really cool. I'm glad that she was able to help him figure out something with his hands because he can't just be running around, like, not being able to work his hands. Uh, they saw, was it Jackson? Right. Jackson back at the cottage and of course Penny goes after him to kick his ass for, for leaving them there and right. not helping like he was supposed to and his hands stopped working. Like can you imagine not being able to use your hands? Well, like he, them just betraying you at any second? Well Penny talks a lot with his hands too so that was even yes. more of the point. And, yeah. but his and that's where his so. magic is. His magic is in his hands. Everybody's magic is in their hands. That's how they all yeah. cast. You know, yeah. Do the movements and everything. Well so. Penny even especially with his old travel thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's the only way you can get anywhere. And, exactly. You know, when he was doing the spells last week, he he froze the leaves and then started them on fire in the same shot. So, yes, definitely. And I wonder if her fix is a temporary fix or if it will actually work the whole time. Oh, it's got to be temporary. He'll have At some point in time, he's going to have to get back to that dude at the river and apologize or get some fix that way or figure out what all of it means right. and what place he has in the royal family. Well, he has a position coming up, so there's that. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. We're going to find out that later. So speaking of Fillory, Elliot is having an interesting time. Uh, as we said, the, the beast left a little gift for any of the uh, royals that come from big brick bills. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a curse, apparently. And Elliot has to figure out how to fix things. Um, well, I don't know if the curse has anything to go on with what's going on in Fillory right now. That's more or less because the beast drained the well and took all the magic. Yeah, and they couldn't eat or anything. And uh, our boy shocked us this week with the revelation that he grew up on a farm. He was having issues with that too. <laughs> did you did you know that? No, no one knew that. That was this whole that was, this was this <laughs> hidden dark secret. I I like the fact that they had to explain that the magic grew the fruit and the farmers just kind of got it and yeah. that was it. So they have no idea how to actual farm anything. <laughs> and his whole ability to know how to farm was just killing me because he's like, I don't ever want to go back there. And he was just <laughs> having so much issues with it. And it's just. I, I just, I can't see him growing up on a farm. Our elegant Elliot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I pictured him growing up on the Upper East Side or something like that. City boy all the way. Oh, exactly. You never. Yeah. The way he acts, you never figured that he would be anything else than. Like, that dude has never gotten his hands dirty ever. Oh, but apparently he got them really dirty at some point. Oh, covered in poo. <laughs> and his, you know, explaining how to make fertilizer and uh, dropping it off to the farmers. And the farmers are like, 
you're out of your mind. Really? <laughs> hey, it worked. His but, royal poo worked. But look at the whole thing with the with the farmers going, okay, you're serious. You want on stuff we're going to eat, right? You're really, we're doing this? Really? But tell me you haven't thought the same thing. He's a king. I mean, we know it works. Like in in the springtime, you walk past somewhere where they've been doing landscaping. That's all you smell. This is true. This is why I use mushroom compost. Oh, okay. I know that now. (laughs) Because I'm going to be gardening soon. I'm going to need tips. Mushroom compost. Way to go, people. Got it. Um, Yeah. Oh, well. Somebody should have told Elliot that. I don't think they had. No one knew how to grow mushrooms in this place. (laughs) One of the things with Elliot, though, is he was having his uh, moments of with Finn, his wife, mm-hmm. and decided to invite everybody who was a couple into their bedroom with them. She's a lot more assertive than I than I thought she'd be. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah, their relationship's going to be very interesting, and For I sure. like she puts them in places like, of course, they're going to say yes. You're the king. He's like, oh, okay. But like some of those guys were in there smiling. I thought I saw him exchanging looks with that one guardsman. Oh, you did. Like, oh, it yeah, was, they're it, they're gonna have some things going on, but no, he had a whole room full of people. Yeah. He's like, I'm not gonna cheat on you. We're just gonna watch. Yeah, like, gonna, oh Elliot. Bring everybody here. Bring everybody <laughs> with Stay you forever. She said, I'm not gonna do that in front of everybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> and now apparently he's whipped. Well, there's his that. words. Hey. It's hard being the king. It is hard being the king. So <sighs> back at filler, uh, back at uh, break bills, there they the group is finding out how to fight the beast, and they're getting tattoos. Elliot is very happy he missed that. Uh huh. I am sure he is. Even more so is the Keiko demon that they were getting put in their body. That really kind of hurt. Nice burning thing burrowing into your back. Yeah. And, and I thought the tattoo was bad. It's an interesting weapon, though, because, you know, they can only use it once, but it'll keep them occupied. But then again, Henry was talking about how their names will grow with them and the characters of their names and how it's written. And mm-hmm. I didn't know if that was something to do with what they had tattooed on their back or if it just their magic, that's how you grow with your you know, when you're writing your own stuff, how, how everything grows out. I'm, I'm not sure because battle magic was outlawed and I, I can't see it affecting other people who didn't have the battle magic. Right. Well, what if because of what they're learning with the battle magic and stuff like that, that's going to help grow their own power as well? More quickly? I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm kind of at a loss on that point. Or no, because I figure there are, there are still some other magicians out there who are even stronger than they are. Mm-hmm. But well, I guess it's, like that'll just top things off. Well, it's kind of like everything else, though. As the more you do it, the more you're going to grow with your magic and stuff like right. that. So, how big of a where's the cap at your magic learning? Is I mean, is there a spot with all magicians like you can only learn this much, do this much magic, or? Does it keep going depending on, you know, the beast knows a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Julia, not as much stuff. So there's a cure, there's a there's a focal point right there where we can see it. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I like his explanation of saying, you know, it grows with your name. I didn't know if that was tied to the tattoo on their back, though. Or if the tattoo on their back was just going to be like the ward that we keep the Keiko demon there with them. Let's see. I, I don't know. Yeah. 
It'll be interesting to find out. Yep. And I'm still at a loss as to why the Beast thinks he belongs in a musical. Because <laughs> he's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. He has a great voice. I was very taken back by that. I was surprised. <laughs> I was like, well, that's something I didn't expect to hear this week. The singing of the Beast. <laughs> yeah, and actually, I posted a clip of it. There was a sneak pe- sneak peek, and I, I posted that clip and some uh, photos from this episode okay. on Peer Fandom earlier this week. Okay, yeah. So that's another reason to check out the Facebook group. Yeah. Um, any information we have like that, we'll make sure we post it for you in the group yep, ahead we, of time, so you can get a peek. Right, and we'll have another one coming out, and we may actually have something else coming up this week, but we'll have to let we you know. Definitely on. should have something really cool for you guys. And if we do, we'll we'll tell you about it in the Facebook group, so you can head there. It, it back to this, the show, when everybody back, shows back up at Fillory, mm-hmm. Elliot's very happy to see everybody. And they, that's when they kind of tell him about the the uh, the curse. Yeah. I was a little worried initially that Elliot would be away from the group for a while, at least most of the season. Because that's usually how shows do now. That's how I'm trained to watch these shows. Right. Oh, they got separated. Oh, they're not going to be together for a while. But no, not even a whole episode. I'm just worried about him showing back up in his age. So. But I, I want to see him grow everybody and make everybody give everybody food and fillery and become the awesome, spectacular king that he is. Hey, you saw the sprout with his king shit. Uh-huh. It worked. Yeah, it did. At some point in time, Margot the Destroyer is going to take care of business, though. I'm just saying. Oh, she's going to have to. You got anything else on this one? Uh, not for the episode. Uh, like I said, if you check out the group, there was a clip that they've been doing behind the scenes. Did you see it? They did a 360 interview. It was um, Apple. Was it Hale Appleman? Mm-hmm. He plays Elliot. And Summer Bissell, I think that's how you pronounce it. She plays Margot. And they were doing a tour of the throne room in the royal quarters. And they were talking about some of the different props and everything. So the way you saw the throne room in this episode is not how it'll always look. Um, and they talked about it. I forgot to mention this last week when we were talking about um, Elliot's crown is made of obsidian rock. Black obsidian rock. Okay. And Margot's is made out of gold. And I'm really curious as to what Quentin and Alice's are made of. Because it seems like it fits their personalities. They were both silver. So there's either a silver or stainless or something like some type of metal. Okay. And I wanted to also touch back on uh, what we talked about last week regarding Julia and um, the Beast. Okay. So I thought he had mentioned something about trying to take her shame away. You thought it was shade. And when we watched again, it was definitely shade. And um, my thought for the shade part, like, what if he's talking about taking her assault? One of the things that he was talking about is if he took some of his shade, I don't think it's assault. I just think it's like your... Um, your conscience, basically, I, or her essence? No, just because then you. When you, he always talked about, if I take some of your shade away, you won't care about this stuff anymore. Yeah, but that's part of well, when we talk about the soul, like that's part of who you are. And it's, if you don't have your soul, um, see, I'm thinking of Buffy the Vampire Slayer right now. When Angel lost his soul, he became a uh, murderous demon dude. I was just going with this more or less your feelings on it. It doesn't bother you. So you're like, whatever, we can move on to other stuff. 
And that's uh, at least that's the way I was taking it. And I, I was taking it as far something a little bit more sinister because he's the beast. Mm-hmm. But however you want to go with it, I'm good with that. Um, also, initially, I guess I wasn't paying attention. I couldn't figure out why he was sticking so close to her. Like, what does she have as leverage? And I knew there was the blade. I remembered the blade from last season. But apparently, the blade is the only thing that's keeping Julia and the others safe from him. Um, when they made that deal, when they made that pact, if he ever went against her, um, his throat would get slit immediately by the blade, mm-hmm. right? Right. I, I, I didn't realize that. Yeah. She, she I totally missed that. She has a safeguard in place. Yeah. See, that's smart. So now I just need her to have a whole conversation with Elliot and the other guys uh, saying, this is what happened here, and we're going to help you with this, and you help us with that. And I just want everybody be, to be together again. Also, where is Katie? This is the second episode, and no Katie. I got a feeling we're going to see Katie soon. And for those of you who forgot I mean, who Katie was, she was, you know, Penny's girlfriend who got kicked out of break bills and then she got with the hedge witches and then... Because her mother uh, was a hedge witch Yeah, also. her mother was a hedge witch and then Julia got her mother killed and, you know, I, she's going to show up again. I have faith. She's going to be back. I hope so because I can't have Penny messing with his teacher because I want them back together. Right. And I want more of that friendship that they seemed like they were having at the end of the season. Um Katie and Julia mm-hmm. before uh, Renard started killing everybody. Exactly. Looking forward to that. That's actually who I thought was going to pop up uh, when the beast came back with I was Marina. Hoping. I was hoping, but nope. Not yet. Okay, fine. Well, if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com and check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can check out some of our older podcasts for Incorporated, Van Helsing, 12 Monkeys, and other shows. There are also a lot of great, awesome writers over there putting out some amazing work. If you have any thoughts or comments about the episode, let us know in the comments section below or hit us up on the Twitter or Facebook page. Until next time, kick back and relax with some of that treasure crunch the beast seemed to like so much. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.